0: Hello and welcome to Not-So-Molly Mormon Podcast.
1: Hi, you guys, and welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie.
0: Thanks for being here with us. We're so happy. We, going? We, we love you guys. We're so happy. Glad you're back. Yeah. We're not just some bitter apostates that can't find joy in their lives. You guys bring it to us.
1: <laughs> Lord. You know what, you guys? When we- we knew we were going to ruffle some feathers with that last post, but my goodness. <laughs> we're just in the
0: business of feather ruffling these days, especially Mormon feather ruffling. Oh. <laughs> just eh. Well, whatever. I'm here for
1: it and we're probably going to be talking more about it in the episode. So, <laughs> exactly. 2 weeks in a row of just we pissed off a <laughs> lot of Mormons. And I love it. It just makes me giggle. But we'll get into that once we get into the episode. <laughs> we will.
0: I have some announcements
1: to share over the podium today. Uh, please do. I will raise my right hand to sustain them and will you. Sustain,
0: will you sustain our new uh, our announcements? Yes, okay. I will. So we have some new patrons. Woo! Woo! So, uh... One of the new patrons' name is Jenny. Hi Jenny. Hi um, Jenny. She I'm well, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. what <laughs> why did I say mispronouncing? misgendering you? I will just call you Jenny, not she. Yes. Um Joined at the highest level, the Celestial Kingdom level. So thank you so much. We appreciate Jenny, you. Jenny,
1: we're going to be chilling with Celestial Jesus with you. And I'm so excited about it.
0: So cool. Um, And then we also have another Celestial patron, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea is one of my very dear friends. She's like an actual angel on earth. If I believed in angels, (laughs) she is one. Um,
1: So thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining us as well on Patreon. Chelsea. I feel like we're besties as well, even though I've never met you, but I do believe you follow me on my personal Instagram account. I could be totally wrong and narcissistic and you're like, bitch, I don't know who you are, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I feel like anytime I post something, your girl Chelsea like is hella supportive. So I appreciate oh, she's that. Amazing. Yeah. She's she tells
0: yeah. me all the time that she feels like she knows you. So you guys basically Aww. are Yeah. And then our our dear patron McKenna also decided to join us. She moved she upped her pledge and now she's also hanging out
1: in our celestial kingdom. So it's turning into a really good party in the celestial god mckenna you're bringing in the party celestial kingdom is gonna be lit (laughs) so thank you all so much
0: i we we really cannot thank you enough because like we've said and we will keep saying you're the reason this podcast can keep going so
1: exactly thank you so much yeah really and truly like it's It's amazing like we just want to emphasize to those who enjoy the podcast of course it's for free for anyone to listen but um, we just want to give a shout out to our patrons who keep it going so that it is free for everyone to listen to and we appreciate the support so much and also those again who aren't able to support financially with patreon or donations like we appreciate any other form of support you have done and continue to do for us in the past and in the present and in the future so thanks for the shout outs, thanks for the reviews thanks for recommending us to your friends or you know if you don't do any of that stuff if you just jump in and help us with trolls we will love (laughs) and appreciate you forever so thanks everyone for your support and love. Mm-hmm. We're very grateful. Exactly. I have an announcement. Oh, Sarah, what is your announcement? I know. Oh, I, Katie. You already know. I told it. I told you earlier <laughs> uh, in a text message, but you guys, I found a new love. It's not. Okay. So it's a new podcast. And even though our podcast is my favorite in the world, <laughs> this one is coming, number two, close to our podcast, okay? Oh. I know. So, you guys know that I'm a big fan of My Favorite Murder, or I was. Like, I kind of stopped listening to it for a while because I just thought, like, I don't know. I just went through a phase where I just thought it was too much, and I wasn't as excited, but... I decided to listen to one of their latest episodes because I noticed it was about Michael Jordan and his dad who was murdered, which BT dubs I had no idea about until I watched the documentary on Netflix about Michael Jordan. Had no idea that his dad was murdered. Don't know. Spoiler alert. I didn't know that either. Oh, it's my, so if you guys haven't already, seen the Netflix series Last Dance about Michael Jordan, it should be watched. Everyone should watch it. It's incredible. It's really, really great. Um, But on this documentary, they talk about Michael Jordan's uh, dad being murdered, which I was like, wait, what? How do I not know anything about this? Like, anyway, so I listened to the podcast because I saw that they were doing this episode and I was like, "Ah, cool. I want to learn more about this. So, in this episode, if you guys don't listen to My Favorite Murder, it's a true crime podcast, which it it is good, so I would recommend it. But sometimes it's a bit, meh. and so I almost gave up on this episode because I was like, oh, they don't even have the facts straight. Like they're presenting this, and like, have they even have they even watched the documentary? <laughs> God, like, <laughs> so I was about to stop, but then Georgia refers to this other podcast. Which is my new favorite called Radio Rental, mm. which I don't know, Katie, if you haven't listened to it yet, like I cannot recommend it enough. It's first of all, it's like set in the late 80s, like 90s. So like it has Rain Wilson from The Office, who plays yes. Dwight. <laughs> so he plays his own character called Terry Carnation. And he's like this owner of a video rental store. And so he sets the scene. So like he narrates the podcast and he like is like, oh, hello, welcome back there. Didn't didn't know she walked in the door. And there's like all these cool sound effects of like someone walking through the door. So you totally feel like you're part of the story, part of the podcast. And so his thing is that he has a collection of tapes and each tape is a strange story. So it can be creepy. It can just be a strange, like spooky story, but they're all true. And he put, he's like, oh, let's see, I'll go to my collection 101, tape 101. And he, like, puts it in. And it's a creepy story or just a strange, abnormal story. And it's told by the person who experienced it.
0: Yeah, I haven't listened, but I did put it in my queue. Like, I subscribed to it, and I have it. You
1: guys, it's addicting. It's spooky. It's some of the episodes... You know how when you get scared, or like when someone's telling a ghost story, it totally brought back all these memories as a kid, where you get that feeling where you're so scared yeah. that your eyes start watering. Um, like my eyes kept like watering up, and I was legit like crying because I was so spooked out from these stories, or also just like. <gasps> oh my God, like that's fucking crazy. And then it gets to the point where like now Greg is like into him as well. Like I'll be like, oh, listen to this like episode. And we're like, it's our lunch break now of listening (laughs) to these episodes. So that's my uh, pay it forward of the day. Like heard this referral from podcast, my favorite murder. And now I feel like we need to share it with you guys. So if you're into that kind of stuff, definitely listen to it very very good and awesome. that's my recommendation so. cool. thank you sister sarah
0: you're welcome
1: <laughs> okay so today's
0: topic is kind of a mis- uh, mishmash is that even a word a mashup mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mish-mash. Kind of a mishmash of s- similar topics so we're going to be touching on things like religious entitlement and toxic positivity because both Sarah and I have noticed a lot of this going on. I mean, it goes on always, but especially right now in this very weird 2020 world that we're living in, there seems to be a lot of like entitlement and toxic positivity and like tone policing of people who are calling out problems and since we're an ex-Mormon podcast it's going to be focused on how that happens within like the Mormon and ex-Mormon community. Yeah. So where do I
1: where should we begin? I don't even. I mean honestly I don't even know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I think we kind of at least for me, we kind of got this idea because of all of the pushback and comments and hate that we've gotten on our Instagram posts lately. Um, There's been a lot of Mormons, like, coming at us and trying to tell us to shut up about what we're talking about, and they, to me, that seems like they feel entitled to, like, tell us to be silent when we leave the church and they feel entitled to dominate social media with their religious posts. But if we post anything that's (laughs) remotely calling them out, they lose their minds and scream that we're like persecuting them,
1: which to me just feels so entitled I don't know. <laughs> well, it's so entitled, but it's also infuriating. Like last week and the week before, it's like you're talking to a person in circles and you just get so frustrated because they're incapable of seeing your point of understanding how ridiculous and entitled they sound and are yeah. like it, it. Like no matter how many times Katie and I would say the same thing over and over and over again. They just weren't getting it, or either they chose not to get it. I don't know. But either way, it's just like, how can you be that selfish and entitled that you're just incapable of acknowledging another person's views and just letting them speak their truth? Like, it, exactly. I just, you guys, I was like done with it. My (laughs) last week, I reached my limit. To me, it
0: feels like it reminded me of something like, you know, how you've brought up before. It feels to me like a lot of Mormons feel like they're entitled to our time and they're entitled to like, I don't know, even things like sending missionaries to us or interrogating us about why we left the church or coming into our space on social media and demanding our time and like demanding that we take down our posts or that we explain ourselves, even though they don't listen when we actually do explain ourselves, you know, and then they treat it as if they're being persecuted, literally when we're just calling out the harm that's being caused by the church. And I think that's really messed up and really backwards and very gaslighty.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And you guys we're not exaggerating when they say that they feel like they're being persecuted or bullied. These are exact like verbatim words that we're taking from some of the comments and messages we received that, you know, they felt like they were being attacked, they were persecuted, they were being bullied and it's like it's so ridiculous to me but they can say those things when they are coming to our page <laughs> and commenting on our post. Like yeah. h- we're not going into your Instagram posts or you're sending you a DM to your personal account with a message, which the hy- like the hypocrisy of it all like drives me bonkers because I can't tell you how many private messages I've received either on Facebook, on Instagram, my email, a text message, a phone call with a voicemail from a Mormon trying to share the truth and their message and get me to come back. Now, when has Katie, like, when have we ever <laughs> sent someone <laughs> a personal message with our quote unquote truth? Nope. Like, no don't so it's just absolutely ridiculous that they're like whining and crying and being like oh you guys are attacking us and you're bullying when it's like but you don't understand we're not the ones who are going to your page and saying these things and trying to like force you to see your your point of view like we're simply speaking our truth and posting and a, a hashtag that goes along with it that the church doesn't fucking own. If I have to say that one more goddamn time, I'm going to lose my shit. The church does not own hashtags, okay? Like, I know they own everything else with their gigantic money and Corrupt power, but they don't own hashtags. And if people understand how they work, which they don't, and I think it's hilarious that we get so many comments like, Do you even know how hashtags work? And you're like, Karen, do you know? Because clearly you don't. Like, (laughs) oh, you guys, like, I just can't. And then they do the victim card where they're like, everyone come support me and um, they're attacking me and they're bullying me. So I'm going to report them on Instagram and I'm going to get them taken down and silenced and blah, blah, blah. I can't fucking handle it. Like, no, these Karens get the fuck off our page. And Karen is like my my boyfriend's mom's name. So I feel really bad because she's a lovely human (laughs) being. So if you're ever listening, Karen, I love you. But it doesn't like I'm talking about the other Karens who are not nice. Um, <laughs> something else that
0: we experience like daily from commenters is this concept I'd like to kind of get into with you, Sarah, of toxic positivity. We get comments all the time and in our reviews and things that say it's really sad that you Focus on something that you hate instead of focusing on something that you love. Like, you shouldn't talk about things you don't like. Talk about something that you do like and get a life and get a hobby and blah, 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 blah. And I wasn't super aware of this concept of toxic positivity until recently. Um, But here's the definition of it. It is the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So this is rampant among Mormons and even some ex-Mormons that tell us and tell, I'm sure, lots of you listening, They tell you, if you hate it so much, why do you focus so much energy on it? Or, you know, you if you want to accomplish good in the world, you shouldn't focus on all the negative. And that is a way of minimizing and silencing, because if we never talked about problems, they would never get addressed or changed and people
1: would still be harmed, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's this exactly what you said and it's what we experience quite often where it's like the first um, comment that an active Mormon troll will send us is like, oh, I will pray for you that you overcome this bitterness. And it's like they associate you talking about and where like us raising awareness of the extreme like extremely harmful doctrine and culture of the Mormon church, us bringing this topic up and shedding light on it and raising awareness and also creating this community where people can receive the support that they need from being traumatized from this religion. They associate that with, we're just bitter and can't let it go. Yeah. Which is so frustrating again, because it's just like you have no, space for empathy in my mind. Like, I think when people immediately jump to that conclusion that like, God, they left the church and they just can't leave it alone. Like they have to constantly, you know, bring the church down, which I received a lot of these type of types of comments on my personal Facebook when I posted that thing about the church having, you know, a hundred billion dollars, like okay. from tithing money and investments. And people were like, oh, you just can't leave the church alone. Like, you leave it and you can't. And it's like, no, we're not bitter. We're not, like, sitting here all day long, 24-7, like, oh, my God, I just hate the church so much. I hate the church so much. It's like we're (laughs) talking about issues that are relevant and that are harming people on a daily basis. They harmed us. They've harmed so many people that we know, so many people we don't know, but who are listening to this podcast and are reaching out to connect to someone to be like, I'm not alone. I'm not just, you know, thinking that these things have affected me. And there's so many ways of dealing with trauma where you don't even realize until years and years later that that one particular moment or that one particular thing that was said to you affects you in such a way that it's just, I just get so frustrated when they're that dismissive and just saying they're just bitter. Like, yeah. you're just bitter. And it's really difficult for me to separate politics with Mormons now. Like, I just find I just have no patience. And I feel like they're all just horrible Republicans. And I'm sorry <laughs> for Republicans who are listening. Um, but I just get infuriated by this, this mindset of we're going to force Christianity and organize religions down your throat, but not actually practice what the fundamental beliefs of Christianity are yeah I just I I can't I can't I have no respect anymore and no patience and you know this like toxic positivity I was
0: realizing that it exists like inside Mormonism so I remember being Mormon and hearing things like you know it no matter what happens to you it could be worse and Mm. you'll never suffer as much as Jesus did so, you know, whatever you're experiencing, it could be worse. So don't complain. Look on the bright side. Contention is of the devil. Um, don't focus on the bad things in the world. And this reminds me, my um, Mormon cousin actually just shared this the other day. And I think in this, you know, the, what's happening in the world right now with, well, what's always happening, but with things like the COVID-19 pandemic and um, Black Lives Matter and all of these things happening where people are trying to raise awareness. I think this is another way of like h- how we see toxic posit- positivity because my cousin posted this. That was a quote from Gordon B Hinckley that says oh. that says what I am suggesting is that each of us turn from the negativism that so permeates our society and look for the remarkable good among those with whom we associate that we speak of one another's virtues more than we speak of one another's faults that optimism replace pessimism and that our faith exceed our fears now look i'm all about being positive and finding happy things throughout the day but when something really horrible is happening in the world which lots of things are and our podcast is here to call out just one of them which is the mormon church to just dismiss it and say, oh, don't focus on the negative. Focus on the positive. That's a way of brainwashing people into not n- not seeing the harm that things are causing, you know?
1: It's- yeah, 100%. Like, <sighs> I mean, I think it's brilliant, first of all, that, as usual, Katie, you researched. Applaud yourself. Oh. oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I love this term that I've always felt this but I didn't know that there was a certain term for it and now I'm like oh my god this is great to know that this is like a term like what is it again say it again positive toxic toxic positivity toxic positivity that is brilliant because it's something that I'm still going through and still rewiring my brain and the way I respond because like Katie said, and like my journal entries that you guys have (laughs) participated in, hashtag, wow, the church is true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Every single, every single time I would start to feel sad, or, you know, some, some shitty experience that would happen to me or like, Um, just, you know, life, like anytime I was feeling down or just, you know, going through emotions that are normal in life, I would immediately like, it would be like, oh, but you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed. I have so many things in my life. I shouldn't be sad. I shouldn't be, you know, down right now or feeling ungrateful. Like I have it so good. I'm so blessed. And it was, it was detrimental because I never dealt with emotions. I would never deal with these things because I would just push them down and say, like, oh, you know, other people have it way harder. Christ had it harder. He suffered for me on the cross. Like, I just need to suck it up and pray and remember how grateful I am for all the things I do have in my life. See, and here's the thing. You can
0: feel grateful for things you have in your life and also experience an emotion that is not quote unquote positive you know exactly. this this way of this toxic positivity po- toxic positivity it leads to like the erasure of actual emotions and dealing with them like you said so then you don't deal with them or you deal with them in unhealthy ways and you it it yeah, it doesn't solve, it's not a progressive way to live or think about anything. And it keeps the things that are harmful sheltered because no one, yeah. you know, you're too afraid or whatever, or you don't want to be that negative person to call it out. But And I've noticed even just with posting about anti-racism, many, many Mormons don't even post about it on social media because they don't want to like, quote unquote, be that negative person. And to me, fighting for positive change is being positive. Like it's not being negative, but they're just taught to not cause contention.
1: So Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Which is just total, it's a lot of fakeness, I think. Like it's fake happiness and,
1: ugh, anyway. Well, it's totally fake happiness. It's like, I, honest to God, honest to celestial Jesus, (laughs) sorry, Um, (laughs) I don't think I was ever real with myself and with others until I left the church. Um, Not, you know, I think a lot of it due to the fact that I had a lot of walls built up because I just, I didn't handle emotions. I was never um comfortable with being vulnerable I was never comfortable with allowing others to see that I had emotions because I always assumed that if they did and especially if it was another Mormon they would judge me and think like you know she's always complaining she's not marriage material because she's not positive and uplifting and like you know always supportive and just like counting my blessings every single day and seeing how grateful I am so like I just I it was exhausting because I could never fully be myself and just say like you know what I'm actually having a really shitty day and I'm not ready to talk about it but I just want to sit in my feelings like I just want to sit with them digest them give them some time like either I'm sad or I'm angry or I'm upset I don't maybe I don't know why maybe I do but either way it's okay to just sit with those feelings and those emotions and explore why or explore why you feel this way like and you can still be a grateful person for all the other things you have in your life but you're also still allowed to have feelings and emotions and not be a negative person at the same time
0: right and by by speaking out against things, and, and our podcast, like we said, speaks out against the harms of Mormonism, we're not fo- – like, Mormons try to make it look like we're spending all of our time being negative and festering and negativity about the church. But it by calling it out, that's not – I find it positive what we're doing, but they – use this toxic positivity to try to get us to stop by trying to make us feel bad by saying spread something that you love when it's like they don't even know what we do for most of our day which is most of the day positive like spreading things that we love right but then part of that is fighting for justice and exposing the truth and which is a form of love yes
1: yes that's what i was trying to say thank you um, it's just it's another level of hypocrisy that I just can't it just frustrates me so much because it's like, you know, you're making you're you're leaving these comments like, oh, you guys are just so bitter. Why don't you start spreading love and not hate? And it's like, do you understand what you've a just commented and be what we're actually doing? We are spreading love by calling out injustices and racism and sexism and trying our hardest to make a world a better place like that is by definition love like we're yeah. trying to make sure everyone i mean we alone can't do it with our podcast but at least we use this platform to spread awareness to talk about injustices in in all areas of the world and hopefully you know, we do our little part to make that positive change. And that, by definition, is love. Like, we want everyone to be equal and to be safe and to have justice. Like, Agreed. tell me what is love then. If that isn't it, then <laughs> that, fucking hell, I have no idea. Like, my <laughs> mind will just explode. Um, I
0: found this. I want to share. I found this uh, article written by someone named John Pavlovitz. And he's actually like I was surprised he's actually a pastor, like a Christian, a Christian pastor. So I was surprised I liked this so much. But um, I just want to read this little this little excerpt from it, because it really, I think, said what we're trying to say really well. Um, It says so part of this says, yes. Please give people funny videos and heartwarming images and stuff to make them laugh and breathe and rest. The world needs these things. But as often as we share beautifully crafted Instagram images, we need to make sure we're showing people reality completely unfiltered as well. The world needs this too. If being positive means to not call out racism, if it means not to advocate for migrant families in cages, if it means to silently ignore human rights atrocities, if it means allowing my LGBTQ friends to have their rights eroded, if it means to make peace with bigotry in the highest levels of our government, if it means to allow legislative violence to go unopposed, if it means standing by while my fellow Christians pervert the message of Jesus, if it means to avoid unpleasant conversations about the things that burden my heart because they make other people uncomfortable, then I guess I won't be positive today. Wow. So good. I was like, that is like the most progressive Christian thing I've ever read. But I just thought that was worded so well. Like if you're saying be positive, if that means ignoring all of these problems in the world, then fine. I won't be positive about
1: that right now. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. Maybe, Maybe when we release this episode, which I made it sound like it's this week and I totally forgot we're releasing this at a different point. So you might be confused when you listen to this episode and you're like, wait, two weeks ago, the last two weeks, they received all these. Uh, it's OK. <laughs> it's
0: Anyways,
1: um, yeah, we should definitely like share this quote because that's that's powerful. And that's to me, if in my mind, if Christianity was just that, like that was the doctrine I'd be all on board with
0: that. That's lovely. I know. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Um, One other thing I wanted to point out that we get a lot um, in terms of criticism is something called tone policing. Um, So here's the definition for that. Tone policing is an ad hominem personal attack and anti-debate tactic based on criticizing a person for expressing emotion. Tone policing detracts from the del- validity of a statement by attacking the tone in which it was presented rather than the message itself. So examples that we've seen, especially in response to like you lovely listeners who sometimes will come on and defend us from the trolls and maybe you'll say that, oh no, you'll say the F word. <laughs> oh and no. The trolls get so mad and they'll say things like, your language offends me. So your message is irrelevant or the spirits obviously not with you because you're so full of resentment or like, I'll take you seriously when you calm down or you're so hurt. You're speaking from a place of hurt. So you're not thinking logically or you're too emotional, Um, which is extremely condescending. And it's a way that they try to shut down an argument and they try to silence you by by saying that your emotions are too distracting or like if you weren't so angry I might listen to your point but that's totally unacceptable because there's a lot of times when anger is appropriate especially when you've been hurt by something or someone
1: yeah and it's not like you can't just completely discredit a person's comment because they're saying it with emotion that's absolutely absurd like what you're supposed to every time um you have a response and it's in the heat of the moment or whatever make sure that you're 100% calm while giving or re- it doesn't matter if if at the end of the day the comment is still relevant regardless I know of the emotion associated with it that's just but that, yeah sure that, sometimes it's amplified but the core message is generally always still correct like it still stands it's still not correct I'm not I mean that's subjective but relevant like it's still a valid response um yeah and to me
0: that's such a Mormon thing like that you also kind of just learn being a Mormon especially a Mormon woman is that you know like you don't want to sound hysterical and you don't want to sound too emotional or too, or angry, you know, you're just supposed to kind of be submissive and quote unquote reverent and humble and blah, blah, blah. And so if you get, you know, fired up about anything, they, 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 tell you that you know you're not sitting with the spirit and the spirit is a still small voice so you're not hearing it because you're too angry and
1: you're being influenced by satan so don't ever get too emotional <laughs> oh god there's that and there's so there's two other yeah so definitely that like you have to be very diplomatic and um not say anything to be offensive or insulting and blah 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 And that like still carries over like sometimes when I'm responding to trolls I like will filter myself or filter like my emotions because I'm like nope I can't say that because then it's not going to be as relevant and strong. And lately I've just been like fuck this like I think one comment is just me being like fucking hell you're fucking it like I just couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and that's fine. That's like it's just this remnant of Mormon teaching of being like submissive and controlled and calm. When that it, that's just it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant actually. And the other thing too is that I remember being taught as Mormon, and maybe Katie, you had a different experience, but I remember this being like a. A counter argument for people who quote unquote swear or cuss is that it means they're less intelligent because they're Uh not able to come up with vocabulary um, that ranges outside of curse words.
0: Yep. I totally, like, I don't know where I heard that in my Mormon years, but I definitely heard it many times. Like, oh, if they have to use that as an adjective every single time, that means they're not as intelligent and you probably
1: shouldn't take them seriously. Yeah. Yep. And I'm pretty sure we've received that comment um, oh, we, yeah. Either as a message or as a comment, but yeah,
0: yeah, we've <laughs> gotten it a lot, and I know a lot of you listeners have as well. it's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it just doesn't make any sense. I think I've even seen articles shared for the opposite argument of like, oh, people who swear more are more intelligent, <laughs>
1: so yeah exactly know. so fuck off, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know when we first
0: started the podcast I was so afraid of swearing or coming across as angry or upset and over time I've just been like nah if you're gonna come on into our area and start saying things that are harmful and terrible I'm just I'm at the point where now where I just tell people to fuck all the way off like
1: nah yep (laughs) like message like I just yeah like I said my my patience has gone I think it I'm at the the breaking point like three years and I'm like and I'm done like I just can't handle it anymore I'm I'm not concerned if I offend you by speaking the truth by standing up for those who are affected negatively from this church like I'm done just looking the other way or keeping my mouth shut so But, Sarah, good vibes only. Mm, Only good vibes. And if not, then I'll pray for you because you're going to hell, which is also (laughs) our favorite. We get so many salvation threats that it makes me giggle. I know. It's really quite funny that they think
0: that that's something that will affect us. But we get it a lot. Like All the time. Like, you'll see. The time will come when
1: you'll see. And I'm just like... What even? <laughs> I don't even know. No. And like calling us to repentance <laughs> because <laughs> we chose the wrong side and um, Someone, how we need to like change. And if not, then we won't be laughing on the other side.
0: <laughs> Someone had this very long like sermony type of comment to us about how. We are essentially barking dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Scriptures saying how we are.
1: was a white old man. So, if that, yeah. you know, put that uh, in context. And I,
0: at that point, I was so done with it that I just responded to him with three dog emojis. <laughs> Which
1: is brilliant. I was giggling so hard. I was like, perfect. Because this twat doesn't deserve any more than three barking dog emojis
0: yeah (laughs) um anyway so I guess the point I was trying to make with this kind of like the idea of this podcast topic was that it's okay to not be positive all the time and if someone is telling you like if you're you're talking about something that has harmed you or you're calling out something problematic in society or in the church and someone tries to silence you by saying that you should only talk about things you like and not talk about things that you don't like, then just remember that that's bullshit and that's toxic positivity. And we need to talk about things that need change.
1: Well done, Katie. I'm so glad you suggested this topic because I think it's, Oh, it's so important because especially if you grew up as a Mormon, you know, you know that this is deeply rooted in how you think and how you view being positive all the time. And um, And if you didn't grow up Mormon and you still have those thoughts of like, oh, I want to be a positive person, of course, like, you know, be a positive person. But also when you're having those moments of. Whatever emotion that you're going through, it's okay to embrace those emotions and not be positive. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's fine. If you're having a shit day, have a shit day. If you're having a fantastic day and a 30-minute like cry session and you're right back on your path of being happy, that's fine too. Like Take however long you need and don't stress about coming across as always positive and uplifting and being terrified of being the Eeyore you know everybody loves Eeyore I love Eeyore he's a cutie and it's real I think that's why I was like Eeyore's the best because he's real like shit's not always giggles and fun like (laughs) you don't have to be positive 24 7 right very very true
0: and yeah so I think that's the main main
1: message there but and to take care of yourselves. Take care of mm-hmm. your mental health and your physical health and everything. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um. Thank you all so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We will. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. See you Bye. in hell. Bye. <laughs>